the Legal Toolkit with Jared Korea, Christmas Edition! Oh, hello there. I didn't see you or hear you because I'm sitting here by this roaring fire, darning my socks as I do before every Christmas. I know you're probably expecting the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer holiday special, but unfortunately, Burl Ives is suffering from a really bad case of gonorrhea. What's that? He's dead? That's really unfortunate. We're already off to a dark start here. No, this is the Legal Toolkit podcast holiday edition. So it's a bit ahead of schedule this year, but my family was all arrested before Christmas. And so I'm stuck here by myself celebrating Christmas. I guess you could call it celebrating. And I guess having heard many career family stories, you're not entirely surprised that my whole family was arrested before the holiday. So here I am stuck with my podcast producer, Evan who I've kidnapped, I mean, I mean invited over to make gingerbread houses shaped like the underside of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Ranger's scrotum. How's that coming along, Evan? I hate you, Jared. I hate (laughs) you so much. (laughs) Just, Just make sure the lotion is in the basket. That's all I ask of you. Simple things. I know this is kind of weird because we're in this parallel universe where we're doing a holiday special that's releasing on December 28th. So this podcast is like the taint of the holiday season right between New Year and Christmas. But here we are. Evan, I, I got to tell you, I don't know if I've shared this before, but like usually when like my family is not in the Huskow, Christmas is my favorite time of the year. I love it. Love getting gifts. Love receiving gifts. Love the light. How about you? How do you feel about Christmas? You know, you know, Jared, honestly, I'm not a fan. Even with a three-year-old, maybe more so <laughs> now that I have a three-year-old, I'm just not able to get into Christmas. And honestly, most holidays just exhaust me. But you're, you're one of those guys who I bet hates every holiday except Halloween, right? I hate Halloween just as much as the rest of them. I'm, I'm equal opportunity here. Do you hate Flag Day? You communist? I have no opinion on flag day does anybody have an opinion on flag day (laughs) well played (laughs) so i think after we do these gingerbread houses we're gonna have to figure out something else to do do you like parcheesi i actually have never played parcheesi in my life so but i feel like you're gonna make me no neither have i we'll have to play (laughs) something else maybe othello we'll figure it out it's gonna be a weird christmas that's for sure i wish uh you know it would be amazing is if there was another podcast producer to hang out with. Like if I had one fervent Christmas dream, it'd be that. It'd be like a Bing Crosby special. Kevin, did you hear that? What was that? The fuck? Santa's drunk and on my roof again? I don't think he's on your hey, roof what are anymore. You doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Get down from there. That's my good bush. Ugh. Hey, it looks like it's Lockwood. Can you help me drag him in? Oh, God damn it. Again? All right. Again. Again. It's like it's like every other holiday. Remember when this happened on Flag Day? Oh, fucking Flag Day, man. This is why I hate holidays. That was, that was the worst. <laughs> Lockwood, welcome oh, to the sorry, abode. guys. My family kicked me out for knocking over the Christmas tree, and uh, I've, I've been living up in the tree above your house for the last You've week. You've been living in the tree above my house for how long? About a week or two. Oh, my it's, God. Uh, Have you showered? 
No, no. But uh, it has been kind of snowy, so I think that keeps the stench down. It does. <laughs> I know from experience. Well, yeah. come, on, come on in, man. You could have come in earlier. Were you waiting uh, for my family thanks. to get arrested? Like well, clockwork edition. Yeah, indeed. That's a good call. Thanks. Thank you. I know you've been living in a tree for like two weeks, but are you open to a gift exchange? Well, yeah, of course. I uh, never come unprepared without gifts. So you've been living in the tree for like a couple of weeks with gifts. That's like the height of preparation. I'm actually kind of impressed now. Boy Scout. <laughs> so who's going to do the first gift? I bet you know what? Evan's been here. He's been making these gingerbread houses, making himself useful. But I bet he doesn't even have any gifts. You know, I'm not a Boy Scout. And again, you kidnapped me. So I, as prepared as I could I mean, be. Keep your voice down. We're in earshot of the police station. <laughs> My God. I'll return you to your family. When? It's been a month. Two months? <laughs> My family will be back soon. They're not going to want you around. Okay. Um, all right. Who's, who's, who wants to do the first gift? Adam? You got a gift, right? Yeah. You're up in the tree? Yeah. I'll go first. Okay. I'll go first. All right. Well, Jared, here, uh, here's what I got you. Do you want to do you want to open it? Yes. Hold on. Okay. I don't know what it is. Jared, I uh, what I got you was the Patriots and oh the Buccaneers God. making it to the Super Bowl this year. Oh, that's a really thoughtful gift. Yeah, get, but uh, Tom oh, Brady man. breaks his leg and never plays just, again. And, just one. Uh, I, he might die too. <laughs> that's unclear. This is but, taking uh, this is taking an unfortunate turn. Is Ma- does Mac Jones live? Yeah, Mac Jones lives and oh. uh, goes on to win ten more Super Bowls. Oh wow! I'll totally take so, that. You're I'll, welcome. I'll totally um, it's a Thank little you. bit selfish of a gift for it me. Is. You know, uh, seeing Tom Brady die on. The I field. thought you loved Tom Brady. No. No, I, don't I hadn't heard like that. Tom Brady. This is like all of a sudden things went last Boy Scout on us. I was not <laughs> expecting this. Yeah, that's uh, how I roll. Adam, I feel like I should give a gift to you now. And I feel bad. I, I tried to get you a Zach Dysert jersey, but um, when I looked on Google, the first link said there are no products in this category. So I have to ask mm. you do you know who Zach Dysert is? Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I knew you would. Yeah. Forget where he comes from, but Zach Dyser, another quarterback yeah. drafted by John Elway. That's right. Super tall, not That's super right. successful. Those tall guys. He's really into the tall guys. He loves tall dudes. So I guess yeah. like a Drew Locke jersey, maybe that'll fare a little bit better. I'll work on that. Now, Adam, I have to be honest. I was initially looking to get you this new mixing software because I know you're into engineering and stuff like that, audio engineering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's called Studio One. Oh, but then yeah. I found out it was so shitty that it's free. Ah, uh, I love that. I love that. <laughs> it's it's not free. Wait, it's not free? What's going on? No, All right, that's the first free. money I ever made from Legal Talk Network. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I got something for Evan here, too. You did? Oh, yeah, this is amazing. This I is mean, actually like things are turning around for me. This may be my best Christmas ever. Yeah. I my mean, kids are in jail. I didn't even know they had kid jail, but here we go. <laughs> Better than babysitters, man. That's right. All right, so Evan, here's, uh, here's yours. Oh, thanks. It's a four and a half hour French film from 1957. Because I know that's kind of thing you're into. Uh, Adam, you know me so well. 
I am famously pretentious enough to watch this probably oh, multiple Lord. times. Yeah. This, this French film Adam gave you is so bad it doesn't even have a title. It just has a year. <laughs> right. It was that one four and a half hour long film from France. <laughs> <laughs> eBay is amazing. I just can't believe Adam was up there in the tree the whole time with all this stuff. Rigging Super Bowls, getting old movies. Right. It was a little hard to perch up there like that. I kind of screwed things up, I got to admit. I've kidnapped Evan, and I got him the wrong thing for Christmas. I got you a, a subscription to Disney Plus oh, for 2022. No, I want that <laughs> Disney stock to go up. Everybody knows that. Can we just concede are, that you're a member of a cult at this point? The Disney when are we going to get our Disney sponsorship? I mean, what yeah. do I need to do? Yeah, I mean, when the real question is, when is Legal Toolkit going to get acquired by Disney? Oh, It, it plays the same audience quite clearly. Right. It does. Kids love this show. Yeah. The ones that I are mean, in jail. Kid jail. The, the, ki- the <laughs> right. kids that are actually like out of jail really enjoyed this show. Um, my children love it. I don't know what that says about me. So I, th- I thought, any other gifts that we missed? I think we, I think we got them all. Wait a second. You see that thing under the tree? Oh my God, it's a red rider rifle. No, Evan, don't go outside. You'll shoot your eye out. It's worth it. While Evan's not not committing egregious bodily harm to himself. Ah, fuck, my eyes. Oh, wait a second. It looks like there's another present under the tree. It says here, to Jared from Joshua. Oh shit, it's Joshua Lennon, the ghost of Christmas stats. He's here with the Clio Legal Trends Report Minute. Did you know that three out of four lawyers are meeting with clients virtually, storing firm data in the cloud, accepting payments online, and nearly two-thirds of law firms support electronic document sharing and e-signatures? I'm Joshua Lennon, lawyer-in-residence at Clio. Beyond the necessity of these technologies in the past year, their value in saving lawyers time and money while also increasing client satisfaction cannot be understated. For the first time, we've seen lawyers adopt new technologies to a degree that we've never seen before in the history of legal practice. What was once a competitive edge has now become a baseline in the legal profession, and you do not want to be left behind. To learn more about these technologies for free, download Clio's Legal Trends Report at clio.com forward slash trends. That's Clio spelled C-L-I-O. Evan's out there bleeding profusely i asked adam to go help him and then i locked the door on both of those fuckers i just like i just can't deal anymore so i'm sitting here by the fire familyless my only friends in the world podcast producers locked outside my life is a fucking disaster so let's all gather around i want to pump myself up and tell you some christmas stories i want to reminisce a little on the past we just did a gift exchange here, a virtual Yankee swap, which either went terribly or really well. You can be the judge. But when I was a kid, I used to go to this Catholic school and we had something called a Rudolph shop. And your parents would give you like 10 bucks and you'd buy like the most awful shit for them. Like I think I would get my parents like Pez for Christmas. And I'm not talking like the Pez dispenser. I'm talking like a single Pez, like a one Pez that shoots out of the thing. So I was always really cheap with Christmas gifts. 
I used to go Christmas shopping with my dad, and that was a big deal. And we'd go, like, get Chinese food afterwards. That was, like, the thing we always did. And I was super cheap. Looking back on it, I can't believe the terrible gifts I got for people. So one year, my brother, Pat, who's been on the show, I decided that I was going to find the world's largest sausage and buy it for him. So I was able to locate an eight-foot sausage. You might say something like that doesn't exist. That's like a white whale. It does exist. It takes a lot of wrapping paper to put together. But the real gift is when you see someone open an eight-foot sausage on Christmas Day without expecting it. Then there was a year I just bought a bunch of Salvation Army t-shirts for my brother. I bought him a do-rag and a t-shirt that says, Grandmas do it better. Very traumatic Christmas. Another year I bought my sister. I was in college. I was really poor. And so I was coming home on Christmas Eve, and I went to the corner store and bought my sister a bag of sour cream Lay's for Christmas. God, looking back on this, I'm a terrible person. Oh, then there was a time I accidentally bought my mom a gift card from a plus-size clothing store. I mean, how was I supposed to know? I'm a guy. I never go shopping. And she's like, what are you trying to say? And I'm like, Ma, you put the Lane in Lane Bryant. Oh, and then there was a time I brought my wife a toaster oven for Christmas. She cried for like an hour. Ever since then, I've just decided to buy jewelry. My family's kind of raunchy in terms of the gifts they give each other. So I remember one time I got a single like plastic finger for Christmas. And I said to my uncle, what's this? And he said, it's a do-it-yourself at-home prostate exam kit. And I was like, that's fucked up. Last Christmas story I have before I let the guys back in is um, my family created a, uh, they bought like a comb from the store. And everybody in my family has male pattern baldness on my grandfather's side. So yeah, I, I look pretty good in person, I know, but the hair is drifting here and there. So we have a comb that we pass down every year. It's a little comb with holes on the end so you can comb your hair without having to worry about the ball spots. Now I'm just depressed. A- Evan, Adam, you guys ready to come back in? Please. Is Evan dead? Evan, are you alive? Ambulance, man. Call an ambulance. Oh, shit. 911. All right, come back in. We'll do the final segment. Blood everywhere. Let's hear one more time from our show sponsors. We may all be leaving us after this episode. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. What you may not know is the way that your law firm bills clients may directly impact whether they hire you in the first place. It's true. That's why I've got Joshua Lennon from Clio. He's a lawyer in residence over there to talk to me about this subject. Joshua, go ahead, expound. Yeah, 70% of clients are telling us they want to pay via payment plans. And while hourly rates are the most common fee structure offered by law firms, clients are telling us 67% that they want the option to pay for legal services via flat fees. Wow. So what should lawyers do? Well, only 37% of law firms actually offer flat fees on any legal matter. So if you want to stand out, start offering flat fees. Thanks, Joshua. To learn more about the billing preferences of today's legal clients, download Clio's Legal Trends Report for free at clio.com slash trends. That's Clio spelled C-L-I-O dot com slash trends. Contract automation isn't a trend. It's a strategic imperative. 
Though big players in the e-sign world will make you believe implementing it will cost you big bucks and more than a few headaches, it doesn't have to be that way. DocuB is an easy-to-onboard, full suite of products that includes e-signature, brilliant workflow capabilities, and AI contract automation at nearly half the price of those out-of-touch behemoths. The one thing DocuB doesn't automate? Their customer service. Visit get.docub.com slash contracts to set up a call with a real live person. DocuB will be with you every step of the way. Partner with Rankings.io, the marketing agency for law firms that want results, not excuses. With flat rates for Google ads, a track record ranking attorneys for the most competitive terms on Google, and a team always easy to reach by phone, even during off hours, Rankings.io is the agency of choice for firms that want the rankings, traffic, and cases other law firm marketing agencies just can't deliver. Visit Rankings.io for a free consultation and start seeing your firm grow. Since I'm super fucking depressed, alone at Christmas. Oh, wait, uh, Adam and Evan are here. I was just going to like go to the Wikipedia page and read the entire plot of Spider-Man No Way Home, but I'm actually afraid of getting murdered if I do that. So why don't we just do a rump roast instead? I told you some classic career family stories. Uh, let's turn the spotlight on these guys. Evan, you're here against your will. Adam, one you've been living eye. in a tree. Oh, yeah, yeah, you lost your eye. I forgot to mention that. <laughs> uh, next Christmas, I'll buy you a new eye. Thank you. A funny story, um, career family story. My grandmother had a glass eye in a drawer, which she always kept around just in case anybody needed it. So, I mean, unfortunately, I, that wasn't passed down to me. I really hope she stole it off of some guy or won it in a poker match or something. I don't, I don't <laughs> think it was handed down from the family. So poker I think game maybe is. Wyatt Earp, a bison, and a pitching wedge were involved in that story in some fashion. But uh, since we're here, I talked a lot about like my holiday traditions. I'm getting really wasted sitting here by the fire. So like, why don't we talk about some of your holiday traditions? Let's do a Christmas rump roast. Evan, I feel like I should direct this question to you, man. Like, you've got the largest Blu-ray collection of anyone in the universe this side of Elon Musk. What's your favorite holiday movie? Can you share? Well, since Adam's already established that I'm incredibly pretentious, I'll just lean into it and go with The Lion in Winter. Dude, what the fuck is that even about? I've heard of that before. In the context of this show, it, I don't know, it just seemed appropriate. Henry II and his family come together for Christmas, some getting out of prison for the occasion, and they're pretty much just plotting on how to screw each other over. It's a great non-traditional Christmas film. Sounds really appropriate for this podcast, actually. Lion in Winter. You know, I, I got to jump in here. That I, yes. Evan's incorrect. Oh, That's nice. That's not I the like best it. Christmas. More dissension. The best Christmas movie, as we all know, is Die Hard. Oh. Jared, ask me what the second best Christmas movie is. Adam Lockwood? What's the second best Christmas movie? Die Hard 2. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I wasn't even expecting that. All right, I like, I like where you come from. Adam, bring in the heat from the tree above yep. the house. I kind of feel like I'm siding with you on this one, Adam. Adam, I want to stay with you. Right. I would, I, I, when I talk to my friends about you, I mean, my other friends, when I haven't like kidnapped you guys for the holidays, what other, um, you have other I, friends? Re, I refer to you as a rock god. <laughs> 
And really, I'm talking to myself because I don't have other friends. So, what's your? Do you have a favorite Christmas song? It, is it on the Die Hard soundtrack? <laughs> um, you know, I I should be more well versed in the Die Hard soundtrack, but I'm sure fair. You know, I'm uh, favorite Christmas song. Dave Matthews Band, the Christmas song. Oh shit, that's a classic. Uh, yeah, I like that. That's a good cut. Is that the, what was the? They had something on. Uh, you remember those CD collections? You guys are old enough to remember this shit. Like the oh, very God. special Christmas. Yeah, remember those? Yeah. Evan yeah. is already retching and throwing I, up his yeah. mouth. No. <laughs> but there was a Dave Matthews song on there too, wasn't it? Yeah, was that, that was. Uh, I think that's that was. Where it was came that the one? From? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. That's where I heard it for sure. Um, I'm not uh, like Evan. I'm not much of a Christmas music person. So. I understand. I um. They haven't cut. Comcast has not cut off my internet yet, even though I haven't paid him in six months. Hopefully, no one from Comcast is listening to this. So I'm looking up the playlist on Wikipedia. Some good stuff here. Very special Christmas. So Evan, this gives you an opportunity to tell us why you hate a very special Christmas album series. Other than the fact that you're a wretched person in general. And then what's your favorite Christmas song? If I have to listen to Christmas music, which again, I have a three-year-old, so I do <laughs> quite a lot. <laughs> and I make, I promise you, I skip every time that awful Mariah Carey song, every time it comes up in the playlists. Mm. But if I have to listen to Christmas music, if somebody were to force me to pick something I would actually listen to, I am a person who will listen to something... Again, I'm going to come off as pretentious as I possibly can. Uh, oh, my God. With the French movies again? Jesus. Oscar Peterson put out a great Christmas album. Alice Marsalis put out a great Christmas album. You're so highbrow, man. Just listen <laughs> to fucking Run, Rudolph, Run. Is nope. it so hard? <laughs> nope. Bootsy Collins did some good Christmas stuff. He has a, mm. a, a Christmas oh. album. Come on, Bootsy. That's fair. Funkadelic, That's fair. I'm not, I'm not, I got yeah. yeah. I got nothing to say against Bootsy. Yeah. While we're on the topic, favorite reindeers? Gentlemen, Evan, you must have a favorite reindeer. Oh, I mean, I'm, this doesn't I'm, even have to be associated with Christmas. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm straight in the Prancer camp. I've got no reason Prancer. why. It's just one of the few I can remember. <laughs> Adam, do you have a favorite reindeer? I mean, uh, you got to go with Blitzen. <laughs> Blitzen? Yeah. <laughs> About Rudolph, guys. Come on. No, he's, he's got a fucking he's red just nose. showy, man. He's showy. Yeah. I'm a little uh, overrated, I would say. Yeah. That's true. That's true. You know, I think all the yeah. other ones got a bum rap. You know, history is written by the victors. And, uh, you know, yeah. Rudolph, you know, he'd really screwed everybody else. Right. I mean, they were there <laughs> hauling the sleigh every other yeah. Christmas night for centuries. Year in, Rudolph year out, man. Pops in, <laughs> gets all this notoriety. These are magical reindeer. They deserve yeah. our respect. So to summarize, Rudolph, underrated, <laughs> properly rated, or overrated? Overrated. You know what? Overrated. Yeah. Fuck you, Rudolph. <laughs> okay, I think that's probably a good note to end on. <laughs> well, that was a clusterfuck. Now, for those of you who want to hear real legal practice management content, we'll be back in two weeks-ish with some of that. I know that's what you tune in for, but um, my strong guess is that not many people are going to listen to this show during Christmas week. So that's why we're able to produce an episode like this. But because I'm a masochist, I still put together a Spotify playlist for you. In honor of producer Evan DeSherry, I put together a list of the most depressing Christmas songs of all time. Unfortunately, we didn't have time to get to anything useful during this show. 
So that'll do it for another episode of the Legal Toolkit Podcast, where, yeah, I'm sorry, Rudolph. Workers' Comp Matters is a podcast dedicated to exploring the laws, the landmark cases, and the true stories that define our workers' compensation system. I'm Judd Pierce, and together with Alan Pierce, we host a different guest each month as we bring to life this diverse area of the law. Join us on Workers' Comp Matters on the Legal Talk Network.